careful speech, which, while rarely unkind, always seems to be the verbal equivalent to a firm handshake. The sort you have to give to the brown owl at Brownies if you get a badge. When Philippa speaks, it is like being wrapped in a huge hug. The assumption that Philippa hails from somewhere wild is founded on the fact that not only does Philippa Foxton send shockwaves throughout the hopscotch-loving community because she rejects the green gingham dress, which is most girls' much preferred part of the school uniform, but she also refuses to wear the grey skirt alternative. Instead, she invokes her right to wear shorts in those first few bright days of the September term, just like the boys do. And she says she intends to wear trousers when it rains. Her clarity on the matter causes gasps, whether they are of admiration or horror is uncertain. Stephanie's daddy had already told her about genetic predispositions. He was explaining why Mummy got cross with him when he went to the betting shop more times than was good for him. Stephanie can't believe that a little girl, not even nine years old, would be quite so sure without some sort of genetic or cultural predisposition. Pip laughs loudly and often. She laughs in the classroom, the playground, the gym hall, and even the library. Her laugh is careless, and while Stephanie doesn't know the word at the time, she later will identify Pip's laugh as irreverent. Pip never waits to be approached or introduced to strangers. Instead, she makes herself known to everyone. I'm Philippa Foxton, but most people like to call me Pip. It's much easier, so you can call me that, she says, lots and lots of times. She assumes rightly, as it turns out, that everyone will want to know her. Straight away, she joins the trampoline and gymnastics club, and excels at both, as she is thin and tall like a maypole. She is a demon with the skipping rope, and is able to juggle with three bouncy balls, which quickly and firmly makes her the undisputed queen of the playground. Then, in November, Pip is picked to play Mary in the Nativity production, even though she's only been at the school less than three months, and the part is usually awarded to a year six girl. The strange thing is, None of the other little girls mind. Everyone agrees she'll be perfect in the part. Pip's parents host teas and sleepovers, even when it isn't her birthday. They let the guests eat pizza in front of the TV and drink hot chocolate in Pip's bedroom. Pip's dad plays the guitar, and her mum wears dozens of fluorescent lime and pink bracelets all the way up her arm. It takes no time at all before it is agreed and accepted that the newest girl at school is the coolest girl at school. Everyone wants to be her best friend. Stephanie has watched all of this from a wary distance. She has never had the ambition or self-confidence to place herself in Pip's way, although, like everyone else, she is fascinated by the tall, slim, poised creature. Then, Pip introduces herself to Stephanie, just as she has introduced herself to the swim instructor, the caretaker, and all the other boys and girls, older and younger, throughout the school. 
Stephanie's life will never be the same again. With some effort, Stephanie Amstel manages to mumble her name. Pip gasps with unfeigned awe. I have never, ever heard such a beautiful name in all my life. Stephanie is overwhelmed by the compliment and doesn't know what to do with her hands. Her knees, which are both dressed with elastoplasts, tremble. She also thinks her name is gorgeous and has always wondered why other people fail to notice its gorgeousness or draw attention to the fact. Stephanie is uncertain how to reply to such longed-for flattery, but finds she has no need to, as Pip carries on. Stephanie and Philippa. Stephanie and Philippa. Stephanie and Philippa. She rolls their names around.